Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 155 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Band Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme parks and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly, you had a huge weekend. Um, I, I had a very quiet weekend. I've been sitting at my computer pounding away on the unofficial guide to Las Vegas. Um, I did get invited, uh, thanks to our uh, publisher, Matt, to the great Irish Hooli over at Raglan mm-hmm. Road. Uh, they do this every Labor Day weekend. If you're uh, listening to this live, you've still got uh, the afternoon and evening to go out and check it out. They've got some new drinks that we really enjoyed, uh, some great new food. They have a scotch egg. Someone needs to explain to me how do they do how they do this. They make a scotch egg, which is usually a hard-boiled egg and then deep-fried in like sausage and batter. Except their scotch egg, the yolk is still runny inside. Right. I don't know how you manage that. No, Absolutely. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so, it's like, I feel like it's not a hidden gem because it's always packed, mm-hmm. but I feel like people don't think about the food. The food is yeah. chef's well, you, uh, Excellent food, great drinks, and you get incredible entertainment value because they don't charge a cover charge, uh, right. you know, on top of it for the dancing and the music. And uh, great to see that they've, they've brought back the Irish dancers. They've got the folks back from, from overseas. Um, so it's back to the full power of their uh, entertainment department uh, highly recommended but not as highly recommended as what carly did this weekend tell everyone where you've been and why we didn't do record this podcast on sunday yeah. like usual <laughs> thank you for your patience <laughs> i have been fully enveloped in halloween horror nights orlando since thursday so i went thursday to the annual passholder preview where they let us into the tribute store first And then they also had the food booths open, which is, you can never tell what time these booths are open. It's sometimes in the afternoon, it's hit or miss, but it's been pretty like opening at 11 a.m. since. So I took the opportunity to get ahead on all of the food coverage on Thursday, Friday, of course, opening night, fantastic time. I did my first RIP tour ever. Who was your uh, RIP tour guide? Do you remember? It was Robbie. Robbie, excellent. Yes. Yeah, they've uh, got such a great team. Oh, so many good people. So many good people. I, we requested Paul. I don't know if anyone knows VIP mm-hmm. Paul on Instagram. He is, we had him for like a normal VIP tour. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He was there. They worked so hard. It was incredible. And then I went again Saturday. So I shut down Friday night because I really wanted to just take advantage of everything right away. Then I went again Saturday night. I said, I'm just going to go for a few hours and then wound up staying out till 1.30 because Dead Coconut Club is in universal creative team design. It is insane. Now, this was something that they just, we kind of saw teases, we saw construction, but uh, no real announcement. Is this something that is open to anyone? Do you have to have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket or an annual pass or anything? So um, I asked some of the team members there, it will be open every Halloween Horror Night event night from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., Anyone can go. I need to ask about the age limits because I think at five, since it opens at five, it's probably be more family friendly. Um, when I went in around like midnight, it was a full on club and oops. there was someone at the door. It was 
All right. <laughs> okay. It was well, really I, I used to love uh, the Red Coconut Club, yes. and it's been closed for quite a while. Uh, and I'm glad to see that it's getting some some life, or at least some death, back in right, it. Right, exactly. And so the front is like a think a Palm Springs tiki lounge, <clears throat> like old school, mm -hmm. and then the back is like a club portion. And they had stilt dancers. Oh wow! Incredible. Um, just little displays. They have a, an exclusive cocktail menu. I didn't try anything because I was just a little too tired to mm. drink a rum concoction at, <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> I was, I'll try it in a couple of weeks when I'm back. But yeah. even if you aren't going to Horror Nights, maybe you're afraid, go mm. to Dead Coconut Club. Excellent. Well, uh, we will definitely dig way more into your yeah. Halloween Horror Nights experience later. Uh, so sorry <laughs> that you lost your voice. But man, I would still be like, one night at Halloween Horror Nights on my step tracker is like two normal days in a theme park. You just oh, end yeah. up walking and walking. If nothing else, if, if you didn't lose your voice, my legs are dead uh, always after one of those. Yeah, I definitely felt a little dead yesterday. I feel like <laughs> I feel even more dead today. But, you know, like we were talking, it's hard to really take in a house on your first go around because you're yes. so shocked. And to be able to go back a second day right in a row, I have mm -hmm. so much more of my own opinion formulated because I yeah. was really looking like looking at a desk, seeing what artifacts the team had designed because these are movie sets that you're walking through and it's so dark mm. and there's so much going on. It's like you miss all the details. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I gotta say, we'll, we'll obviously get deeper into your Halloween right. Horror Nights review uh, towards the end of the show. But I, I would like to say in general, um, I know everyone is super excited about Halloween Horror Nights and everyone wants to be the first to get their opinion, their house ranking out mm -hmm. there. Keep in mind, number one, if if you're just basing it off of what people saw on Employee Preview Night, Employee Preview Night is so that they can see what works and what doesn't and test and adjust. Right. So you can't expect, expect a review based just on Preview yeah. Night and even Opening Weekend. This is such a massive event. There's so many moving parts. Things go wrong opening night opening weekend things get fixed by the second weekend you get a much better idea of of what the event is capable of and uh i think that if you you know especially you just went opening night you only did a house once your opinion's valid but you know p especially the people who worked on these houses the the scare actors working in them you know don't get down when you hear people complaining that your house is the worst at the event because it's only opening night and i remember plenty of years where the house that everyone says was the worst on opening night ended up winning house of the year and everything by the end so exactly let them get into their own line <clears throat> options especially it's like you got to find the flow there it takes a while to get your rhythm problems, man nothing major i would say so they did a great job for opening weekend and you know it's a blast <laughs> Well, let us, uh, so that we can get to more Halloween Horror Nights talk, let us first get to some news in the queue. Okay, our first bit of news in the queue is something that we have all been waiting for very anxiously uh this summer the return of revenge of the mummy at universal studios florida it was promised uh, to us for late summer after an eight-month refurbishment and they took late summer very literally right. uh, <laughs> um but it is back 
Uh, it is back right now in technical rehearsal mode. Uh, so you're not guaranteed to ride it if you attend the park, but I got to ride it a couple times on its reopening day. And uh, after eight months, it is great to see the ride back and looking as good as it ever has. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been kind of like they'll, they don't know when it's open. You can see the TMs at the front and it did open for periods when I was there, but mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to go on it because I was deep in Har Nights. But from the people sure. that have been on it, I've heard great things, particularly about the mechanics. It is smoother. <laughs> yes. Um, what I noticed uh, physically about the ride is, uh, you know, the track is exactly the same. The sets are exactly the same. Uh, but the movement of the car, uh, it felt a little faster in the fast parts. And the thing I noticed the most is when you come to that hard break uh, in the fake ending, mm -hmm. uh, it used to be extremely painful. Now it's only slightly painful. <laughs> it's still a really short stop, but yeah. it doesn't. The, the other thing that I noticed the most is lighting. Um, you know, over the years, the the colored gels, the the, the light bulbs slowly faded or gotten washed out. Everything pops. Everything is really sharp. And uh, Imhotep, uh, the animatronic Imhotep, looks better than he ever has. He, he moves a lot better. His skin looks better. Um, so that is all great. But if you uh, had looked at the changes that they made in the exit gift shop and seen all these Easter eggs they put in it about mm -hmm. King Kong and other Universal monsters and thought, wow, maybe this means they're going to retheme the whole ride. Nope. No. Q is the same. Q video is the same. Brendan Fraser still wants his cup of coffee. All of that cheesy goodness is exactly the same. It's just been polished up, tightened up. Everything's working again. Um, there was one change to a special effect that uh, I... I personally find a little controversial. Um, do you remember when you would come to the dead end uh, and then the spiders, or not the spiders, the beetles would come pouring out of the walls at you? Yep. Not a favorite. In, right in front of you, most of it was projections around you, but right in front of you, there was an actual hole in the wall and physical bugs, well, yeah. little plastic bugs would come pouring out. Uh, and I'm sure that was something that was always getting jammed up in the mechanism because that's gone. Now it's just a wall with projections. And the two pillars on either side of that screen that used to rotate and have physical bugs, so it would look like they were crawling around, crawling, yep. that's gone too. So it's just like in uh, Hollywood now, where it's just uh, projection effects, uh, but we don't have the leg ticklers that Hollywood has. So I actually think um, the, the bug room maybe got a tiny bit of a downgrade, but everything else is looking uh, really great. Yes, I'm excited to ride. And I, I know it's frustrating when, you know, you're on vacation and this may be one of your favorites and it's closed oh, sure. for refurbishment. But this is important to keep the ride in maintenance. And we look to see what happens at like a Six Flags where mm -hmm. they have incidences because they don't take the time to close and yeah. really look at the mechanics. And it makes a big difference. So it's yeah. definitely a worthwhile eight months. <laughs> I, and I, I think the average uh, tourist might not understand why it took eight months to make the lights better. Uh, but what, what that eight months was to redo the whole ride control right. system um, with modern technology so that this ride can keep entertaining people for another 15 to 20 years. Um, so especially since Universal has a habit of after about, you know, 10 to 15 years, just tearing a ride out. It's great to see them investing in the mummy's long-term future like this. So, 
uh, grab your Medjai symbol and uh, get in line. All right. Uh, next up, there is a new Disney Vacation Club lounge coming to Disneyland in Tomorrowland. If you have been wondering what the heck is going on with the Star Wars launch bay, especially the second floor up there that has been dormant for feels like a decade. Well, in the, the uh, first half of 2023, that is going to be a private lounge just for Disney Vacation Club members. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, I loved when they did the AP Lounge last mm -hmm. year in Tomorrowland. It is a great place to like relax, go in the air conditioning, and now DVC people can do it. And you could charge your devices and have free Wi-Fi. So you yep. need to take a little work break, relax. That's if you need some fun. air conditioning too, uh, yeah. that will also be <laughs> very, uh, very helpful. And uh, there's a little bit of concept art on this. Uh, and if you were to, you know, load up our our article on this and zoom in uh i love that there's some murals in here it looks like going back to the history of tomorrowland uh you, you gotta look closely one is some very old uh, early concept art of uh tomorrowland one is of the mighty microscope from the adventures oh. in interspace and way in the back is the old mary blair mural uh that is uh i think where the star tours mural is now it's this gorgeous tile mural that uh is still hidden under there somewhere so it's good to see them recognizing a little bit of tomorrowland's past um i will say you you this is not for annual pass holders and i'm almost a little uh surprised that we don't see something like this for magic key holders and especially since they're paying a lot more money now and they were promised uh they'd be getting some additional perks for the uh for the extra yes. cash and they've done the pop-up ones which were mm -hmm. great but it would be nice to have <laughs> this yeah. for them too but i i understand i mean this looks amazing and mm -hmm. it'll be a welcome use of that beautiful space that is a dead space Yes. Um, it also means that, uh, you know, there have been a lot of rumors that we might get announcements about a whole overhaul of all of Tomorrowland at D23. Um, and, uh, you know, all of the proposals I've seen over the years of, of a radical revamp of Tomorrowland have involved demolishing that building. Um, so this sounds like that building will, no matter what, be sticking around at least a little while longer. Mm -hmm. So, um if you want uh, more information, you can go to DisneyVacationClub.Disney.Go.Com and uh, yeah, buy in and, and assign yourself a mortgage at Disney for the next 30 years. Go for it. All right. Uh, next up, we've got a couple pieces of Harry Potter news. First, Harry Potter A Yule Ball Celebration is debuting in four cities worldwide. Uh, with United States dates starting on November 18th of 2022. Yes, this is really interesting. I feel like every single week we are talking about a new Harry Potter experience. So it's like that fandom is only fueled and growing. And this Absolutely. is going to be um, co-produced by Warner Brothers themed entertainment. And it's going to be an elegant two-hour party. Mm -hmm. Basically... They are recreating uh, iconic moments from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the uh, the, the famous Yule Ball. Um, and there's going to be four different cities participating. Uh, they've announced Houston, Texas, Mexico City, Milan, Italy, and Montreal, Canada. Uh, in each of these locations, they're going to transform uh, a venue into a uh, wintertime ball for the Triwizard Tournament. 
And I think the most exciting part will be the people watching because yes, are encouraged to don formal Wizarding World attire. So we're used to seeing some really exciting looks in the park. So I would be curious to see some formal wear. I can bet people are going to go all out for this. Um, And there's going to be a a dance floor. Um, There's going to be some performances. of course, food and drink, um, and uh, it would not be a Harry Potter experience without shopping opportunities. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the location where this is going to be in Houston is, uh, forgive my pronunciation, the Paraiso Maravilla. Um, and the tickets are going on sale uh, this week, September 8th, 2022. 11 a.m. local time, uh, they are going to allow you to sign up. Uh, you can sign up for a wait list, and then that will unlock early access to the tickets. What is um, that, like movie pass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you've got to sign up so that you can sign up so that you can buy a ticket. Uh, and the prices, uh, they haven't announced the exact price, Ooh. but uh, it says uh, they're going to start around $69. Not bad. So, um if you are interested in more about this, go check out Harry Potter Yule Ball Celebration.com. And uh, in other Harry Potter news, if you're excited about that one, you will be excited about this. A Wizarding World Festival is casting its spell across the United States in 2023. Uh, there's going to be a magical three day weekend celebrating all things Harry Potter. Yes, this is going to be uh, like a traditional fan-style festival. Think D23, but for Potterheads. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm assuming there's going to be great outfits at this, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would know, but I would just like to people watch outside with like some popcorn and an iced coffee and just watch all the people come in. Yeah, this, so this is basically going to be a Comic-Con style mm-hmm. devoted just to uh, the Wizarding World um, with... Live panel discussions, film screenings, uh, special guest appearances. Uh, they're promising some special announcements that you'll be hearing first. Uh, and of course, cosplay, cosplay, cosplay. Um, we don't know any specific stars who are going to participate uh, yet. Um, we don't have times. We don't have dates. We don't have locations. And we don't have prices yet. But other than out. that, we've got everything you need to know. Um, is at wizardingworldfestival.com. Um, this is uh, put together with Superfly X, uh, who do a lot of location-based entertainment, and also Fever Global Entertainment, uh, which are working on that Yule Ball. So um, this is one to keep an eye on, and we will definitely give you some more information about it when it is released. Okay, um, switching from the Wizarding World to the High Seas, this is one I want to try out. The Robotron robotic arm ride is coming to the new MSC Seascape cruise ship, uh, which is launching in December. Yes, and you are going to be literally hanging over the sea. So (laughs) love this style of ride because it is the same kind of claw from uh harry potter from fit and journey mm-hmm. love that do not love going over the ocean <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so there are a lot of cruise lines yeah. um carnival and norwegian that have um attractions that like maybe put you in a capsule or a zip line or something right. that kind of hang you over the edge of the deck like an observation um, deck i like it's an observation deck. thing yeah 
But this is, uh, just as you say, the Kuka Robo arm made famous by the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey ride. Now, this is not on a track moving around the boat. This is the, the arm is stationary, but it can flip you 360 degrees upside down. A better than Harry Potter for Britain Journey, if you remember the sum of all thrills that used to be at Epcot, where yeah. you would uh, oh, get yeah. make your own roller coaster and flip around. So you've got an interactive component with this too. Um, I don't know that you're necessarily designing your your flippiness, uh, but you are going to get to pick uh, your musical choices, and there will be lighting and video uh, that will be seen by the whole pool deck as you are going through your paces. Oh. Uh, so uh, yeah, you'll you'll kind of be playing DJ for the whole uh, for the whole um, boat as you get thrown around upside down. Um, this is this is a pretty big deal um, in terms of upping, you know, what we can do in terms of theme park attractions on a boat. Um, right. You know, MSC is already known for their simulator rides. They've got a, a 360 degree flight simulator. They've got a race car simulator. Uh, and they've even got an XD cinema with the 3D glasses and moving seats. Um, this is this has taken that up to even a bigger level, though. Right, and I feel like just these are important amenities, and it's good to do. You know, you're not playing bingo anymore on cruises. Yeah, yeah. You're going on a robot arm over the sea. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, give a call to my friends at MSC PR yes. and see if uh, we can check this out. This is uh this is starting out as we said uh, in in November, um, at uh, Rome. In, and it is going to make a 17-night grand voyage, uh, making its way all the way to New York City. Um, and then it's going to be launched from New York on December 7th and come down to Miami. So if you are in the Florida area, uh, you can just drive to Miami and hop aboard. They're going to be going the Eastern and Western Caribbean. Uh, they've got their own private island. Um, and it's going to be uh, doing these sailings year-round. Interesting. I would yeah. try it one time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I had a really good experience as my last two cruises on MSC. And uh, I am always excited to try a new theme park attraction yes. on the water. So MSC, if you're listening, uh, invite us on board. <laughs> uh, if you want to book a trip for yourself, MSCCruiseUSA.com is the place to go. And our last little bit of news in the queue, uh, a different kind of fan convention, uh, not wizards and muggles, but mobsters. <laughs> the Sopranos official fan convention is going to be coming to Los Angeles on December 17th through 18th of this year. Right. And this looks pretty cool because I can see a lot of the cast in attendance. I know they've announced some already, but it might be a little bit easier to snag these people than, say, the cast of Harry Potter. <laughs> um yes at least the ones who are still with us uh in, in case you're uh, uh uh gen z and you don't remember uh the sopranos ran on hbo from 1999 through uh 2007 uh award-winning show uh about the mob and uh they are having this they announced this convention on august 31st uh it's going to be taking place at the los angeles convention center and you're going to get to see uh, stars of the show, including uh, Dominic Chinese, who was Junior Soprano, and Edie Falco, um, who was Carmela Soprano, uh, along with Victor Pastore, Ada Totoro, 
Robert Eigler, a um, whole bunch of people scheduled to attend, uh, do Q&A sessions, uh, and autographs are also going to be available for an additional fee, of course. Yes, this is, if you're into it, this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure they're going to do some really cool theming and photo opportunities, you know. I would love if they did like a, a special dinner where you could like sit down at a big Italian dinner with one of the stars, you know, have some manicotte, you know. Mm. I want Edie Falco to make the gravy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the tickets for this is are on sale right now. Uh, you can get a single day ticket starting at $65. Um, ticket packages are running from $129 all the way up to $699. And uh, money talks, you know, so uh, VIP experiences are available. It's you just got to pay a little extra, you know. So that was my really terrible it was know, great. New Jersey uh, <laughs> Italian accent. You think from being from New Jersey. I right. Done that it was perfect. Better. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you are interested in more about this, a uh, place to go is sopranosconvention.com. Uh, that wraps up our news in the queue. But before we dig into our big main attraction this week, uh, we have a brand new sponsor that I want to welcome. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this brief word from MEI Travel. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. All right. And now it is time for our main attraction. It's time for the main attraction. Okay. It is time for Halloween Horror Nights once again. And before we dig into Carly's big adventure at Halloween Horror Nights 31 in Orlando, we've got a sneak peek of Halloween Horror Nights 2022 at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes, um, I was sad I couldn't make it, but of course we can't be everywhere at once. But <laughs> you haven't been man, cloned yet? What's wrong with I you? I wish the man, John Murdy, took about a bunch of people, journalists, influencers, to some sneak peeks of some of their houses. And it yes. looks amazing. Our, our good friend and uh, podcast producer, Jeff DePauly, thank you, Jeff, uh, went and got some great pictures with lots of spoilers, uh, lights, out lights on tours of the Universal Monsters Legend Collide and Horrors of Blumhouse houses. Uh, so if you want to get psyched up for uh hollywood's event um and you don't mind being a little spoiled check out some of the great design work uh that they've done this year out in hollywood absolutely um, and i asked uh creative about the universal monsters legends collide house since it's going to be on both coasts because mm -hmm. some people were saying oh the story starts in orlando then goes to hollywood and basically that's not the case it is yeah there were rumors that one is like right. the sequel to the other or one is going to affect no. the other they said it's basically the same storyline mm -hmm. living in the same cosmic world, but one takes place in Egypt and the one, so the one in Orlando takes place in Egypt, the one in Hollywood will take place in London. Mm, interesting. So. I'm wondering, uh, you know, now that you've been through 
uh, both if you would recognize, or you haven't been through both, but now that you've been through Orlando's, if you went through Hollywood, if you would recognize, uh, you know, things, Easter eggs tying them together. Right. Um, I do love, in terms of Easter eggs, this little nod here to uh, Todd Browning, uh, who was the director of Dracula and also uh, my favorite old horror movie, Freaks. Oh. Um, looks like they've got some uh, pretty scary looking designs out there in Hollywood. Um, I always, you know, I have some issues sometimes in Hollywood where they uh, use just black walls where they could have sets, but they always do have great makeup, great, great masks and creature designs out there in, in Hollywood. Yes, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it this year, because like you said about the black walls, I feel like a, the, a lot of feedback from the people that have been through is that they've really taken that criticism to heart and trying to really up their game. So excellent. Well, you know, the fa facades, as you see in this picture, really look uh, great. You know, Orlando is always really well known for their, its facades. And uh, so it looks like Hollywood stepping up a little to match and a neat little Easter egg. Also, uh, I don't know if this is true in Orlando, but they mentioned that in Hollywood, uh, you should take note in the uh, Universal Monsters house of the color of the moon uh when you're in a dracula scene there will be a blood moon when you're in a wolfman scene it will be a blue moon and in a mummy scene it will be a orange i guess harvest moon so uh that's that that's a neat little artistic touch to keep an eye out for um they also got a chance to to do the blumhouse uh house and i know that you liked that one here yes um and uh more Easter eggs to keep an eye out. If you see 1031 on a, a number of a door, it's a little reference to October 31st. Yes, I feel like that was kind of, they said, like you mentioned earlier, like it's not about the scares, it's about the whole vibe of Halloween. So there is 1031 sprinkled throughout a lot of things mm. in Orlando so far because they just wanted to be about celebration. I know like there was one house where there was a uh, like a gas meter and mm -hmm. the price was 103. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of those little touches throughout. Nice. Uh, and you know, <laughs> I, I you hear people talk about how over the years the gore has been dialed down. It's not as bloody as it used to be. Uh, there's a, a table saw gag in the freaky section of Hollywood's uh, um blumhouse <laughs> that that looks pretty gory to me that, yes that, there was that quite a bit gooey. of blood in that one at yeah. least oh there's thin and then, i have not yet seen the movie the black phone uh but i hear that that's kind of essential viewing if i'm gonna understand what's going on in this house but yeah. that looks pretty creepy uh even if you haven't seen the film absolutely this is essentially you're walking through the entire movie so i can't stress enough please watch black phone it was a very chilling movie it's mm. more psychological thriller than straight up horror um but you really need to watch it to understand the house and appreciate it so um in addition to the haunted houses the other big attraction at halloween horror nights hollywood is the terror tram which is back uh and for the first time you get to walk through sets from jordan peele's nope uh, you get to see jupiter claim the actual sets used in the movie in the flesh and uh, they're being invaded by the uh, bad guys from us. So that's a, a Jordan Peele mashup that will definitely be a highlight of that. Oh, yes. The Terror Tram is the best. It is reason enough to go to Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood. I think it is just mind-blowing. So uh, 
Halloween Horror Nights uh, opens in Hollywood on September 8th. Uh, it's running through Halloween night. And you can find out more about that at universalstudioshollywood.com slash HHN. All right. Um, that concludes our Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood talk, which means uh, I do not have an article for this right now, but you can find all sorts of videos, photos uh, on our website and our uh, YouTube channel about uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, at Orlando, but we have someone here who has experienced it not once, but twice. Um, you did the RIP tour as media. Um, you got to do some some houses with the lights on, I believe. Yes. And you did a whole night uh, using express passes uh, as a guest. So uh you, lost, you <laughs> lost your voice doing this so i, I want to i don't want to uh injure you no <laughs> i'm we fine could, I, I feel we great. could do this for yes. an hour yes. let's <laughs> just start out you know overall impression overall take how does halloween horror nights 31 feel this year what's okay. the vibe so i'm gonna say fun and Halloween, which mm -hmm. is a very weird thing to say because I'm not laying into horror. Um, I'll preface this by saying the first time I went was in the late 90s. I was a child. I loved horror films. Um, this was the first year that I thought it wasn't about being scared. It wasn't about, you know, mm -hmm. the gore. This was about like embracing Halloween and all the elements you have universal classic monsters. That was just nostalgia. Mm -hmm. You have freaky in the Blumhouse. That's like fun. You have the weekend, which is basically like going into a club that has really kitschy, uh, you know, horror inspired scenes. But I think this year is the perfect year for someone that's been wanting to go, but maybe afraid of being too scared. See, and I love that. You know, my wife has not gone with me to Halloween Horror Nights and almost 10 years um and she used to really enjoy going um because you know the ha haunted houses never were really into her but she liked the, the she, she liked the atmosphere she liked the scare zones she liked seeing the shows but doesn't necessarily like going through the haunted houses because it's just too uh brutal you know it's right. it's basically like a, a torture it you know seeing if you can uh survive the noise and the, the the jumps and all that uh but this sounds like an event that like even if you don't necessarily want to do all the houses you could you know kind of enjoy that old school halloween vibe um and i know what you mean it's it's less about the blood and more about the booze right and they're addressing different fears in the ho houses mm -hmm. so like in bugs eaten alive if you're afraid of bugs by all means, don't go in there. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, that doesn't affect me. So I just appreciate, it was one of my favorites just visually. Love the mm -hmm. 1950s. It's like 1950s housewife, Palm Springs. They did such a wonderful job with the theming. And that is also kind of the same for Dead Man's Pier. It yeah. was the most visually stunning house I think I've ever seen. Now that is the winter one, right? The winter, winter's wake, mm. yeah. With grand sets that are massive and just lighting was on point. And I, there are, of course, scare actors in there, but it's more about seeing them and how eerie they are than necessarily jump scares. Mm -hmm. And on that same token, if you are maybe afraid, I would probably avoid maybe like Halloween. Myers you know, <laughs> coming out is scary. Mm -hmm. I would avoid maybe Blumhouse because of the grabber 
in the black phone part of the house. Um, mm. But there's plenty you can do. And also, if you don't want to go in any houses, they now have 75 food and cocktail items for the event. And I felt like this way at Mardi Gras early, earlier this year. This was the first year. They're, I call it like a food festival. They yes. have really they have- knocked it out of the park. So good and... Yeah. I mean, the booths look great. They, they've really, you know, themed them all and uh, they've come up with some really creative items. What were some of the favorite things that you got to try? Yeah, so I was lucky. I was with quite a bit of people, which meant that we got to get many things and take like a bite mm. of this. A bite That's of the that. way to do it, because right. some of those things, if you, you know, ate a giant maggot covered corn dog all by yourself and then trying to go through haunted house it might not end well like the the first day when i went to the um ap preview i had the pepperoni skull which is one of my favorites so it's like a um, pepperoni pizza skull so inside it's a fresh piece it was a really fresh dough shaped in a skull inside was uh pepperoni and cheese in a bed of like really good zesty marinara and i had that for lunch that day and i was like i was by myself and i was completely full so these items are pretty generously portioned. Mm-hmm. So I would say that was one of my favorites. I was most surprised by the cinnamon churro corn dog. Mm. So it's like cinnamon churro seasoning on the outside of a corn dog. Okay. It was really, like, I'm not a corn dog person. And I was just surprised. That was really good. We also had um, blood spattered popcorn that was on a bed of vanilla custard. Mm. And it sounds so strange, but it really worked. And they're like taking risks and it's working because I can't even tell you. I don't think there was anything I had and we had dozens of items that was bad. Everything was really that's, good. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, what was when you were there? I, I did see a lot of feedback uh, on social media about the food booths not being able to keep up with demand, uh, yes. especially during the, uh, the event night. Um, they were very busy. Um, I mostly ate the food before the event started, which really, really helped. I know that's not... That's a pro tip for folks. In the past, those weren't open until nighttime, but now it looks like you can snack your way through the day. Right. So one of my favorite things is the mac and cheese booth that has been around since last year, I believe, and Mm -hmm. they've done that hot chicken mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. So it's still that kind of white cheddar shells. Now they have two versions, ones with like a chili and a sausage, and another is with a charshu pork skewer. Ooh, I was good. blown away. So we did uh, stay and scream at the new Shea Alcatraz area. And as we waited, I was like, you know, let's get this food now. Let's get on top of the crowds because there's no one getting food at that point. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, we, we got a little confirmation from the uh, Universal Food blog here that, yes, the line for pizza fries uh, by kid zone that I can imagine that is, that's one thing that is so popular. It's such a cult item. I don't understand why they don't have the pizza fries available at multiple locations instead of making everyone stand in one line. Absolutely. So uh, Friday night, I heard people waited over an hour for the pizza. That's that's not that. I, I did get them on Saturday. Uh, it was busy, but I only waited a few minutes. Um, they're okay. I feel like they're iconic mm. part of horror nights, but in terms of food, they're just kind of like slightly soggy fries. You can uh, throw up and oh, someone asked about the Reuben fries. Those oh uh, yes, Louis. Okay, Louis uh, has Reuben fries, so I assume those are French fries with like pastrami on. Yeah, and, and sauerkraut. Okay, sauerkraut and a sauce. Um, so that kid zone or classic pizza fries. 
and the vegan option. I and was just going to say, did, were there any anything out there for uh, for those who are vegan? This <laughs> was one of the, like, I love the vegan food at Mardi Gras. The vegan mm -hmm. food this year was amazing at Horror Nights. They've really stepped it up. Oh, great. There are a lot of options. I love the little boo orange bao bun that's filled with, I think it's like butternut squash. Mm. It was delicious. It was so good. And then also um, we have to talk about Meats Locker. That oh yes so this is over yeah. in sting alley uh yep. in the new york area and they've they've really themed that out um and uh if you remember the character mike aiello uh played um oh wow gosh what was the first name the name of the the house that was originally in uh but the uh you know cannibalistic butcher character um he's got his own little mini restaurant now huh yes and that area just looks incredible and it's kind of easy to miss like you said it's in the alley um the food is just so good. And I've told quite a few people like I, that are foodies. I'm like, just go and don't go in the houses if you're afraid. But um, that's hard the, because the scare zones are really good. Yeah. Um, well, well, yes, we should definitely talk about the scare zones. Uh, before we leave food, though, was there any uh, signature beverages that you got to try uh, that you would recommend? I tried quite a few. There is one, I believe it's called the Bleeding Skull. And that is a tequila-based drink. And they mm, top that it That sounds dangerous. Eight. It was, that's a very important well, thing I wanted to bring up. The cocktails usually to me are like sugar bombs. Of too sugar. sweet. Always too sweet. And I, I don't like, I really don't like that. I love tiki drinks, but those are balanced drinks. Mm -hmm. This was the first year I had cocktails that were balanced. Oh, the hallelujah. Drink, it was great. It was topped with a tahini popsicle. So they took a popsicle and put tahini Ooh. on it, dipped it in. Excellent. My other favorite drink was the uh, pumpkin ginger snap punch this was tiki adjacent it had almond syrup in there it had just really that like layers of flavor you got that a uh, little bit of sweet spicy coming through and i think that was my favorite cocktail obviously there is juice in it but it wasn't you know wasn't overly sweet it was just a little bit of the right amount of sweetness with spice and i had that maybe like two times throughout the event because i was like this is really good that sounds great uh yeah i always i always usually these days stick to beer uh because right. the the drinks are always too sugary for me but uh i will definitely check those out okay so moving past the food and beverage um uh, we we touched on a few of the houses um there were a couple mm -hmm. other houses i just wanted to ask you about one uh the weekend um you know i know when it was first announced some people were saying oh that's not really horror uh i sat down and watched all of the the videos in the after hours series which is really clever the way they all kind of connect together in the right order um, but there's definitely plenty of horror imagery in there. So how do you feel that translated into a house? It was so much fun. We honestly danced through it because you're really going through party scenes. And so my group, we were just literally dancing. Um, there yes. are some gory moments, mm -hmm. uh, less about jump scares. There's some gory moments. So like the blood and stuff freaks mm -hmm. you out. But um, I loved that it wasn't straight music from the album. Universal collaborated with him to make original mixes for the house. So it is the songs, but it's original mixes that are exclusive to the house. Uh, Very cool. It was fun. It was a really good time. Um, I was in a tour with a woman who's a big weekend fan, but not a horror fan. And mm. she loved it. She wasn't scared. She had a great time. You go through some club scenes. He is in there in like a, you know, maybe a little bit of a demented form, but it was great. And it wound up being one of our favorites, which I did not expect. Oh, that's great. 
And uh, I'm personally the one I'm most excited for is the bug house because uh, it's a uh, kind of a house of the future uh, right. theme. Um, but what I'm concerned about is how much, uh, as they call it, SIF is there stuff in face. How okay. how much how much uh, getting touched by these bugs okay. is involved? So I did it three times because my husband does not like that he doesn't mm -hmm. like bugs. He never liked even on like Honey I Shrunk the Kids when they would blow the yes. air doesn't like it so i went in there three times with a very focused mind on mm -hmm. what's going on okay you really are walking through strings okay and i didn't and i talked to a lot of people i asked them i didn't get the sensation that they were bugs on me and you could very clearly see that a white string was in your face gotcha. and this was um one room and then maybe half of another room so it was definitely way more toned down than I had expected. Okay, because, you know, there was a lot of buzz, uh, rumors that this was going to be the most, the hardest house for people to walk through, that it, people were just exiting out, even the designers couldn't walk through because it was just so, and it, it was it was making me fearful that we were going back to the fear factor uh, haunted <laughs> house from yes. what, almost 20 years ago, where they literally took uh, slimy fishing lures, like from from a, a fishing supply store, and hung these slimy things that would touch. Okay, no. I can deal with string. I yes. just don't need to touch and anything slimy. I, I did appreciate it that the room with the string was like not super dark, so mm -hmm. you really saw what you were going through. And I, I didn't get the sensation. There was some blowers, but I only really. Like, it's only if you really hit them at the right time. I got it. At the three times going, I think I got my ankle blown, like, once. But, again, it wasn't the sensation of bugs. So, I mean, right. maybe if you're... I, I feel better. I feel better yes. about the bug house now. And then I also wanted to ask, uh, entertainment, did you get to uh, oh, enjoy yeah. any of the shows? Yeah. So, I did Nightmare Fuel, mm -hmm. and it is part two this year. Amazing. It is, you know, it's a... I would say like a sexually charged dance show. I don't know mm -hmm. how else to really. I mean, it's, it's very fun. Vegas style, at yeah. least last year's was. Oh, absolutely. I was like, and I just did Magic Mike in Vegas a couple yes. weeks ago. It was literally like that. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have these guys that are basically almost naked with mm -hmm. like bondage straps on them. It was really good. I mean, everyone is so talented. Yeah. And it's really fun. I did like the late showing on the first night, and it was a great way to just like sit. Mm -hmm. for a bit at, and I was thoroughly entertained and I, I would go see it again a few times this season. Yeah. I didn't see the new Lagoon show. I saw it walking by, but I just, my priority was trying to do all the houses. Everyone loved it. I I'm really, I'm really intrigued it. about that because they've very gotten old school. It's like a old storybook uh, played along to a record kind of thing yeah. of the old haunted house. And it's a lot of, nostalgic traditional ha halloween iconography so right I'm really i mean there's just so much to do that <clears throat> like we did the rip tour the first night and i mm -hmm. will say we moved at an aggressive pace like oh yeah they hustle bam, you on bam, those bam, bam. it still took us till 11 p.m to finish mm -hmm. everything so and that means with the rip tour you don't even wait in the express line you're escorted yeah you're right back door yep so it's really impossible. If you're hoping to do everything in one night, it's just, it's not possible because we didn't even stop to get snacks. You know, I did that on my own time. Um, so it's really hard to do it all. So, so here's my thing. Um, I am going uh, probably my one and only time of the year next Thursday. Uh, I'm using my 
ticket that comes with my premier pass. Um, I'm not buying express and my goal is to get there for the stay and scream as early as possible knock out as many houses as I can as possible, stay into the end and try to do all 10 houses in one night without express. I've done it. I, I did it last year. I've done it in the past. Uh, it's it's not easy. <laughs> it's a no. long night. But do you have any tips for me or anyone else who is going, uh, especially, uh, I know there have been some changes to the stay and scream this year. Yes. So I... Even with Express Saturday, I still used a strategy because I wanted to take advantage of that early staying scream time. Mm -hmm. I used the new Shea Alcatraz. We got there very early. I would say about 4.30. We got in there. We got some snacks. We got a drink from Murph. And we literally, I lined up. I'm not a lineup person, but I'm like, I want to do this right. So we lined up. We were there for about an hour, but I was the fifth party in line to go okay. into Blumhouse. Okay. We were able to do at the very start of the event, walk onto Blumhouse. Then at six o'clock, once they let us go through mm -hmm. bugs, we also walked right onto bugs. Okay. So you can essentially knock out two houses right at the beginning. Sure. Uh, the lines were once the night starts getting busy, insane. You know, you, you have like 70 minutes, hundred minutes right mm -hmm. at the start. So I would, I took that time to go try some food as everyone mm. was going to the houses and the food lines weren't bad right at the get go. Sure. I would maybe do some entertainment and then hold off doing houses. I know it's a late night. It's going till 2 a.m. Yeah. They pretty much mostly drop down a lot yeah. of like 20, 25 minutes. By like 1130 or midnight, <laughs> it's, it becomes reasonable. So yeah. uh, you could see the Lagoon Show, which I believe is at nine o'clock. You can mm -hmm. go see Nightmare Fuel. You can eat mm -hmm. some food. I would walk around the scare zones and take those all in. Go to yes. the tribute store. And then, because the waits are, they were long. And even with, I did Express on Saturday night. And I kept a log of how long it took us oh, to get wow. through and compared it to the wait time. It took us 40 minutes in Bugs and Express to get through. 40 minutes in express. And what was the posted wait time for who didn't have express? So you're basically waiting half of whatever the posted wait is. In Correct. Express. That was and that's a big change for people who are used to being in the parks during the day. Express usually means you're going to wait maybe 15 or 20 minutes at the most. Usually Absolutely. it's like a quarter of the, the standby wait or less. Right. And so you're paying a lot for those express at Halloween and you're not getting as much out of it. It's not as express as, uh, as it Agreed. sounds. And so Express that evening, Saturday, was $199 a person. $200 to still wait 40 minutes right. in line. I would yeah. almost rip tours, not the private one, but like you can get into a rip tour, mm -hmm. start at $299. And I had this deep conversation with my sister who experienced both nights with me. We would go back and do splurge to do the rip tour instead of an Express Pass. Just yeah. because even with Express... You really can't do everything unless you still use the strategy of going to stay and scream, running to houses, mm -hmm. waiting to late to do it. So I almost would like we were going to come in a few weeks with my mother and we're like, I think we're going to try to go on a night where the rip tour is at the minimum fee yep. because, yep. yes, it goes up higher than that. But we're going to check to see what night it is at that starting rate of two ninety nine, And I think we're going to do that instead of an express. Yeah, that's uh, that's really smart. One, because once you add up how much you're spending on the express, 
uh, it's not that huge a jump to to go up to the uh, to the RIP tour, and yeah. it is worth it. You learn all sorts of stuff about the event. Um, they make time to stop at bars and food if you need. Um, they and they're you know the 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 RIP tour guides are so nice. They're so much fun to hang out with. Um, it really does add a lot. It's 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 more than just getting to skip the lines. Absolutely. We had so much fun. We really enjoyed going up to the RIP tour. People have uh, an exclusive bar atop mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon, you know, where you usually see uh, the oh, yes. waving um, from the windows. So that was really nice. We went up there, sat for a few minutes. Um, so I highly recommend it. I think I would either do nothing at all and just use my strategy of doing rides right away. I'm houses right away. Mm -hmm. And then until late like maybe even i know some people that left and went to like the palm tea dinner during the busy sure. time yeah and come back go to yeah dead you can head out to city walk and go to the dead coconut club right. or... exactly <clears throat> don't deal with the crazy when the weights go up to 70 80 right. minutes just come back because a lot of people were piling out like saturday i left just the park by midnight to go to dead coconut a lot of people pour out starting at midnight so if you mm -hmm. can just hold on it is a late night. Try not to do anything. Don't do the parks during the day and then try to go because it's just, it's, oh, too no. much, you know, too and much. if you can just use your time very wisely, get into Stains Cream really early, you have to be through the turnstiles by 445. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The park oh. uh, technically closes for the day at five. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't even cut it that close. If you want to do Stay and Scream, they open the Stay and Screams sometimes as early as three. And yes. definitely by four o'clock and, so and people start, people start lining up for it. I mean, you've got to choose whether, you know, do you want to wait an hour before the event so that you can walk through a house or do you want to wait until to get in the line later and then wait an hour in the line? So either way, you're going to stand there an hour, but Absolutely. And you know, we actually, the wait went by really fast. We, you know, like I said, we got a drink, we got some snacks. Mm -hmm. And we just sat and like kind of just relaxed. And then we were the like one of the first people into a house. So you could just mm -hmm. get that done and then get a second house done. And it is difficult to do all of them, but it's manageable. And and you know, there's no prize for doing all 10 in one night. No. Don't 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 hurt yourself. Like you're 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 there to enjoy yourself. When you're done, you're done. Don't don't feel like you gotta keep pushing. Cause I know. I mean, I, you see people, uh, who stay to the bitter end and, uh, they're just, they're just burnt out. They're just zombies. Right, exactly. <laughs> so take care of yourself. Hydrate. Absolutely. Um, it's very important. It is hot out there. Even though it's night, it is, you, you will sweat. You will, uh, wear comfortable shoes. Do not wear, <laughs> do not yeah, wear heels. Yeah, exactly. Don't wear these really cool Doc Martens, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> sneakers, you know, I know fashion is a big part. It's great people watching, but sometimes I don't know how people yeah. do it, as, you know. And, and, and one last thing, be kind to each other and be kind to the scare actors. Um, you know, that we don't have the plexiglass anymore this year. Uh, we've gone back to the old school, but that means that they're not as protected. Um, and, you know, we, we keep hearing, you know, in every form of entertainment every walk of life people are edgy people are getting into fights don't 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 make the halloween horror nights into that you know right. don't don't let us read yeah, in the news <laughs> about yeah i, I don't want to see that in the news uh, about halloween horror nights let's just, just play nice with everyone please um and have fun it it's really this this year i was like i had so much fun because it was nice to not know every single house i'm going into is like relentless 
scares. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like Dead Man's Pier was just so beautiful. You're walking in there and just looking around and trying to take it all in and, and bugs. I know you're going to love bugs because I'm excited for it. Steaming is just, it, they nailed it. There's just so much to see and do. Um, I'm excited to go back <laughs> in a few well, weeks. You know? You've gotten me hyped. Hopefully I won't lose my voice uh, for next week's broadcast. Right. I did have on Saturday, I had two really epic scares one was in Blumhouse okay. and one was in Halloween, which was very exciting because those were my two favorite houses the first night. And then after I got those, it kind of like solidified. Wow. The, I really love these houses. Oh, Blumhouse and Halloween are the top of your list right now. Right now. And Dead Man's Pier and Bugs. I know that's okay. four that are in the top, but they're all there for very different reasons. Bugs and Dead Man's for just the scenery, everything, universal mm-hmm knocked it out of the park and i would say halloween and blumhouse specifically the black phone part Mm -hmm. for some you know good old-fashioned scares (laughs) all right well i cannot wait to experience it myself next week and uh, i can't wait for all of you to be back next week to hear us talk about it and other things um that just about brings us to the end of our broadcast, but before we go, we want to thank our new sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Thank, thank you guys you. once again. And I want to uh, remind everyone, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, you can find me at the UG Series on Twitter, uh, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and purchase copies of my books at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am Carly Caramana on Twitter and Adventures by Carly on Instagram. And of course, Attractions Magazine is always there for you at attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash attractions magazine and on TikTok at attractions. Until next week, I just hope that all of you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.